Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The following content is not suitable for children. We're going to talk today about the five essential emotions and how we can help each other when we express these emotions, what our partner can do for us, and how we can better match each other, both emotionally and sexually. Right, George? Yeehaw! Yeah, what emotions that everyone? Let's go. Let's have some fun here today. This is the zest of life, these emotions. Welcome to Foreplay Radio, Couples and Sex Therapy. I'm Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fallon, your couples therapist. And we are passionate about talking about sex and helping you develop a way to talk to each other. Our mission is to help our audience develop a healthier relationship to sex that integrates the mind, the heart, and the body. That was fun. I just want to take a minute to remind everybody that we are on Instagram and we're working hard to give you visuals on a lot of the concepts that we are working with on the podcast. Please follow us there. Join us. Share what we're doing. It's foreplay underscore radio sex therapy. And it really helps us if you share that with other people in your Instagram followers. And also, you know, if you rate and review us, if you've listened to us, you think we've helped you help us spread the word by giving us a rate and review. We need your help, everyone. Join us. So let's do it, Lori. Let's get to these five emotions, which tell us about what the five emotions are first. Give us kind of some context, George. Well, what is an emotion? I think I wanted, I'd like to start there. There's so much fear around <laughs> of emotions course you do. and want to avoid emotions. I mean, what is emotion? It's just simply a signal. It's your body saying, pay attention. Something's happening for better or worse. Notice. It's so wise to listen to our emotions. It doesn't mean we have to act on them. It's just trying to give us information. Tell me how I know I'm having an emotion. What are kind of the things that I'm checking inside? What would you ask me if you were my therapist about my emotions? I would just ask you just to notice. Do you notice some physiological response? Every emotion has some kind of physiological response. So the five basic emotions, joy, fear, anger, sadness, shame, disgust. Those are the five that anywhere you go on the planet, regardless of culture, language, if you show somebody making one of these faces, everybody can identify what that is. Mm -hmm. Right? And for our listeners, we recommend the movie Inside Out. It's a great little cartoon that really shows all five of these emotions and how important all five are to high levels of engagement. And a lot of us grow up in families where we do three out of the five and the other, you know, so... If you want to have more rage, get good at all five of them. Why settle for only a couple of them? If you grew up in a family that didn't do anger, you can learn to do anger in healthy ways. Ah, nice. What was your family's primary emotion, George? I, we did joy well. We did anger well. 
<laughs> but we didn't do fear so well. We kind of kind of hid that. I was encouraged to hide fear. So that mm. was a hard one. And sadness too. I was encouraged not to cry, be strong and tough. So mm-hmm. those two emotions were, were harder for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about your family, Lori? What emotions were easier uh, or harder? Definitely anger was really a strong, good emotion in my family. And I would say that we did joy. I'm particularly aware of happy memories about the holidays right now where my mother was joyful, you know, company was coming and, and I could just feel something different in the household when she was like that, you know, just her delight in having company. So that was good. I think we did not do sadness. Um, that was weird. Uh, I think we did fear. I did. I think, I don't think we talked about fear, but I think we all felt anxiety and fear. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. All f- we all have all five of those emotions. Mm-hmm. Some are easier to show than others. I often at a at a training marriage weekend retreat, I would have couples look at each other and make these five faces just to see which ones are easy, which ones are hard. So we listeners, you can play with that. It's something simple to do to just be curious. That's the key. When we talk about how do we get better at connecting with these emotions. I like to use what I train therapists, Lori, the acronym COCO, right? You are trying to co, co, <laughs> co-regulate affect and co-create meaning. Mm. What does that mean? Yeah, co-regulating affect. That means your, your emotions got to be matched. They got to be close to each other. If somebody's excited, you want to connect with them, you kind of have to be excited. If somebody's sad, you got to lower your emotions and be, be, this is what people do naturally all over the world. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us, you know, if I don't like sadness and you're sad, I might try to talk you out of it and be positive and that wouldn't work so well. So we're talking about matching energies close to each other if you want to join somebody in that place. And we'll play around with this with each five of them. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. What's the, wait, say it again, Coco. So the second Coco would be co-creating meaning. So help us understand what that is going to look like. That's simply saying most of the time people don't even understand the emotion that they're in and they need somebody to be curious in a non-judgmental way. So if I see you getting frustrated, I'm like, Lori, I don't know what's going on. I, 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 I trust you have good reasons you're frustrated. Help me out there. Like we're going to figure it out together. Mm-hmm. Right, we're going to make meaning out of this emotion. This is what a good parent does with a kid, right? You fall down, you drop your ice cream cone, they start crying, and you're like trying to help them. Oh, that sucks! You dropped your ice cream cone. That was, you really wanted that ice cream cone, right? And we help people find their words to mm-hmm. to label their emotion. Mm-hmm. We right? we help them articulate even better what they might be feeling as we come alongside them. And understand, well, of course, it makes sense that you're sad. You dropped the ice cream. That's, that is, you know, we can't eat it anymore. What are we going to do? I get it while you're upset. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You're going on a journey with your partner to figure it out together. And curiosity for the witness is the driving emotion. You're like saying, I I don't know, but let's, let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. So co-creating meaning is helping deepening the understanding of what's happening in your partner. And then the meaning piece, like what that means between us or how do we manage that together? How do we share that? Exactly. Joy shared is doubled and sadness shared is halved. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So if we jump into these, like playing with it, if you're angry, why don't you get angry and and see how I deal with your anger? 
Oh, dear. Scary to get angry at a withdrawer. I did it again, I'm sure, so bring it on. You did what again? Oh, whatever you did. Okay. You did it again. I mean, honey, I fell in the toilet. It's like you, when you don't put the seat down and it's the middle of the night, I'm half asleep and I, I don't even think about it. And I just sat down and I'm literally wet bottom. Well, listen, we could all use a cleaning every once in a while. So it's it's all good, Lori. Don't, you know, don't stress over it. I mean, let's go. We got. Are you kidding? You always do this. It's like you don't think it's any big deal. And you just you don't know what it's like for me as a woman. Well, listen, there's so many things going on in this world. I'm not going to stress over a toilet seat being left open. Okay. Okay. I mean. <sighs> so if we pause this, you can see Lori's frustration. Did I show any <laughs> curiosity with it? Did I do any matching of it? This is so often where couples miss each other. I don't want to understand her frustration because it's a threat to me. So I disengage it. I try to talk her out of it. And now we're going to have a miss over the toilet seat. Mm. So how do I learn to try to kind of lean into that frustration, to try to listen to what she's saying? So let's try it again. Let's This time I'll try to match it a little bit more and try to not get defensive. George, you did it again. You left the toilet seat up. I, Honey, the middle of the night, I am not thinking. I am going to fall in. Can you please remember to do this? I've told you like 500 times. Uh, I'm sorry. I hear you. I mean, it's like... You, Middle of the night, it's like you're not even up and whack. You know, you, this thing hits you. So I, I get why that must be pretty frustrating. And I appreciate you bringing it up. And I, I'm, again, I'm sorry for that. Okay, you say you're sorry all the time, though, and it, you don't seem to remember. Yeah, I mean, listen, I have, I have good reasons. It's not about that right now. In the middle of the night, my brain's not even awake when I leave that thing open. But I. Uh, I'm just imagining being you and like <laughs> sitting in the water and be like, ah! you know, you want to yell like he's, yeah, one thing by me would have stopped that from happening. So, exactly. You know, I'm sorry for that. Exactly. It's, That's exactly what I feel. Thank I you. Hear you. I Thank hear you. you. So as I listen to you as the pursuer, obviously with the big emotion, anger, and especially when you kind of came up and said, ah, And something hit me better in this time that, you know, I felt like I had gotten through to you. That's Mm -hmm. what made the difference and made me not want to keep nagging was like, I really felt like you got it. Right. I mean, it's it's so hard to not get defensive, to want to give reasons why I left it open. But if Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be curious, I want to keep my focus on you. Like, I just mm-hmm. want to imagine being you, being mm-hmm. half asleep, sitting down and hitting the water. My body wants to go, are you kidding me? Like, he's, he, I've said this and you not didn't listen to it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get the protest in that. I think it's fair, right? Mm-hmm. So if my body could just be with you in that place, I don't need to defend myself. Mm-hmm. Like, my heart really feels sorry for that. I mean, I, yeah, I was half asleep. I didn't recognize I did it, but I wish I would have. Mm-hmm. Right? It would have made things better for you and for me. Right. That is good. So, I mean, it's so hard to do this, what you said, right? When we're unprepared for our partner's anger, sometimes there are other emotions that we're unprepared for as well. Uh, Maybe we should do another demo over one of the other five primary emotions. I think another one people miss each other a lot is joy. 
one partner gets really happy and the other person's not there with them and that pops the balloon and they ask a question. So why don't I do that, Laurie, and let's see how you can. Okay. So I'm going to first do it yeah. the bad way. Yeah. So, damn, I mean, I can't believe my son's team won again. They're undefeated in the playoffs. They're rolling. I mean, this is just like, I, I just can't squeeze enough life out of these Friday night lights. <laughs> I know, but honey... We also need to think about Saturday mornings and, you know, when you go out and I know you're having a good time and stuff, but it's almost like you can't reserve enough left over of that energy for all the stuff we got to get done on Saturday. (laughs) I mean, it's amazing how much we need people around us to join us in emotion. And if we're not matched, it just pops the balloon. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Lori has good reasons, whatever the heck she's going to tell me about Saturday. But the mm-hmm. timer for that in my brain doesn't work so well. Absolutely. So let's do take two, Lori. Okay. Tell me again. I mean, Lori, it's, this is, I think, the funnest ride of my life. I can't, can't <laughs> squeeze enough Friday night lights football out. I mean, my son's doing great. The team's thriving. I mean, damn, it's good stuff. Oh, it sounds like so much fun. I can just feel it from you. It's I, I know you love football and you love your buddy and this is this is a great moment and you're right it's a really special life moment. I just want to freeze it and just stay here forever. It's so cool. <laughs> it's all about football and bonding and your son and manliness and the whole shebang, right? It, could it get any better? That's right. Yeah. So again, I can feel in this. You know, we're playing a little silly demonstration, right? But my body just is expanded. We're joining each other in this place. Mm-hmm. Lori's ability to be in it is matching me is just increasing the joy mm-hmm. as opposed to her not being able to do it with which pops the joy. We're not all responsible for our emotions. We need the people around us to listen to the signals and join us in the signals. Mm-hmm. And what is lovely about it is as I joined you, it was like there was this kind of like this ball of light in my chest that mm-hmm. kind of got bigger and expanded into my head. And I mean, I was feeling the joy too, as exactly. I came to you. Exactly. That is what attunement is Two people coming together in a state of resonance, right? Becoming part of something bigger than yourself. And this is the tools on how you do it. Coco, co-regulate, match the affect, be curious, make meaning together. That Mm. leads to some beautiful stuff. So when we come back, let's talk about doing that with sex. Speaking with certified sex therapist, Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress on an issue that you've been stuck in. Maybe it's a sexual issue or a relationship issue. People will fly in maybe on a Friday and we'll do three hours usually, get them acclimated, kind of set a direction. And then on Saturday, we usually do four or five hours and Sunday morning, four or five hours as well. Compared to weekly therapy, I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. How do people know if an intensive will help them? I do an initial hour interview to make sure that the candidate is suited for that kind of deep, long work. And also to make sure that I'm the right person. And for the record, if you don't choose to come in and see me, then you don't have to pay for that hour. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. Lori, really excited about the Success and Vulnerability Project. 
where you're really pushing the leading edges of therapy and breaking down the process and in moments, session by session, choice points. Why does this work? What intervention are you using? If it works, what do you do next? I mean, this is the next level for therapists. If you want to up your game, you want to see real clinical examples, you want to break down the process, you want demonstrations, you want teaching. I mean, it's all there. Really exciting, good stuff. It is. I love it. I listen to the new modules repeatedly. It's great information. I'm learning, you know, still in the process and it is good. I love what you guys do teaching and the demonstrations. They're fun. They're funny and they're really helpful to my work. So this is training for therapists. If you'd like this training, go to successinvulnerability.com. It's all one word, successinvulnerability.com. So Lori, we only got to, to anger and joy. But that, those other emotions, fear, sadness, disgust, like, and we want our listeners to play with them too. See what it's like to, to tap into that energy yourself. If someone said, drop down into a slower pace, a softer voice, meet them in that place. Don't just give them advice or try to be positive. See what it's like when you meet people where they're at, not where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the sexual cycle and the importance of these emotions and how do we do that co-co-sexually? I think that the one place that is often missed, especially for the sexual pursuer, is the joy. Mm. Their excitement about having sex, their vulnerability and risking showing that. I mean, when we initiate with our partner, we're showing a really deep, excited Mm. part of ourselves. And I think what we've been saying on the podcast is that the healing in the sexual attachment cycle is not necessarily matched libidos, but it's attunement. It's matching here. And so even if I don't want to have sex, I can still match my partner's joy about them wanting to have sex. That sounds a little crazy, but it's possible. And I think that that will help us resonate with each other better. So do you want to be the sexual pursuer and I will do it the wrong way? You'd be the pursuer in this one. (laughs) We'll switch it around. Okay. So honey, you know what? I was thinking on Sunday night, the kids are all preoccupied and I was thinking maybe we could just order pizza in, go upstairs, watch a movie and lock the door and then, I don't know, just see what happens, be together is what I was hoping for. Yeah, I'm not sure, you know, that that would be the right time. Um, Because there's, you know, our kids, they never, they're constantly texting us and it's, you know, I don't know. (laughs) Talk about wah, wah. (laughs) I just felt that in my stomach, like, boom, you know, here I've yep. planned it. I'm bringing my my vulnerability and my joy about wanting to be with my partner. Yep. And and he's he's feeling something. I have no idea what it is, but how it comes to me, because he doesn't hit me back with any kind of joy, yep. is it's completely deflating and rejecting and all these other bad things go off in me. Yep. And that's what makes this difficult because your joy triggered a fear inside of me. Hmm. And then that that emotion becomes mismatched, right? We're too far apart from each other. I didn't Mm -hmm. know how to still hold out space for your joy while still holding my fear, which it's going to be my job to be able to do that. The more you have a goal that says, wait, I can try to be with her joy 
So help us understand the fear just a minute too. Like how did that hit the, fear was the just sexual withdrawal? Like I, I already had a plan Saturday night. Like I, I, I didn't see this coming. You're like immediately Peter in a movie and you want to fool around. I'm like, well, what the heck? Where'd this come from? Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I felt this pressure to perform and give you this great night. I'm probably going to disappoint you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, it happened so quick. I, I, that my fear just took over the space. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think having this conversation beforehand that just saying, I can still have my fear. That's okay. But like, how do I, how do I come alongside your joy too? So what we're saying is we we want people to be authentic in their emotions. We're not saying that they're going to feel joy when their partner brings joy to the the situation. But in order to get more connected, Mm -hmm. matching my joy first, and then perhaps drawing me into the place of fear that you feel is a better order of things versus the mismatch of what just happened between us. My joy gets whomped on by your withdrawal. Yep. Okay. So let's do take two. Let's see how. Take two. Honey, we've had a busy weekend and I, I mean, I don't know how you'd feel about this, but I I was just hoping, you know, we could have a really simple dinner, no dishes, nothing to do. We could order pizza or Chinese or, you know, you like the Thai food down the street, whatever you want to do is great with me. And I was thinking we could watch that really sexy movie that we saw advertised the other day and just lock the door. The kids, overall, they've got homework and friends to do, so I don't think they're going to need us. But I was really hoping that we could be together and fool around. And um, how would you feel about that? Hey, listen, I like the idea of Thai pizza. That sounded. <laughs> you know, and I, I do love that you are just constantly excited and thinking about these things and you put all this energy into making our relationship better and closer you know so i i thank you for that i, I want to figure out you know how we could do that and you know there is it would be awesome to have that that time with you and you know mm-hmm. to have fun you okay. know and so thank i you. i love that i just there is also this part of me that it feels like uh oh like wait a second or like are we gonna Am I going to screw this up or, you know, there's some pressure that I feel mm. that, you know, I wasn't sure what you were going to talk about it. I was like, oh, wait a second. What if the kids don't stay in their room and, you know, they have, they're really good at bad timing. And, mm. you know, so I, I just, I, I get nervous sometimes with that. Yeah, thank you for telling me this. You get nervous that something will go wrong, either the kids will interrupt or you'll disappoint me. And so what I just said, you want to do it, but something goes off in you that feels like pressure. Yeah. Mm. Like, I love that your brain could could carve out that time and like, and just let it go. And like, you have no inhibitions, which is so cool. Like, for me, if we are on vacation, I would love to do that. I know there are no possibility that kids and my brain could just kind of turn that off. But, you know, in the house on a Saturday night, knowing they might be homework, like that definitely does something to me. It's harder for me to turn that off. Mm-hmm. So when it's hard for you to turn off, it's it's kind of hard for you to get excited about the plan. Mm-hmm. You, you exactly. just you did just now seem to to feel or, or to tell me that it might be OK to do this. But I guess what you're telling me is the low road, right? The vulnerability of what happens inside you, why you don't fully 
get excited about that plan because you're worried. And if the kids interrupt, yeah, that could mess things up. And you're also saying you're afraid that you could disappoint me. Do you you mean that it won't be good or what are you saying there? Yeah, I mean, both are true. And I think this is what's helpful in us talking about this. There is a part of me that is is excited. And I love that you're putting this energy into it. And I want that too. And I, I can feel the excitement. I can feel my chest like get bigger as I take in a a deep breath. And there's also this part of me that's afraid something might go wrong. And then I'm going to yet again disappoint you. Like maybe I won't be able to get aroused. I won't be able to get as excited as you. Like I want you to have me as excited as you are, but oftentimes things get in the way of that for me. Mm -hmm. So I have that fear. Okay. Okay. And I'm just really touched that you told me that I, this is good. This, this helps me understand what goes on between us. I, I didn't know you were feeling pressured and that you worry so much about being good for me and worry about getting aroused and all that. I, I got to tell you, honey, just being naked is great. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be really happy. <laughs> and I'm going to be really happy for the Thai pizza and being naked, right? And the yeah. movie. And it's, it, it does take some time for me to kind of loosen up and kind of let some of this stuff go. So I really appreciate you, you know, getting it. It feels like you're really understanding. I'm not in trouble or bad because I'm not immediately turned on. So thank you for that. It's totally fine with me if you're not totally turned on right away. I, I don't even expect that. I don't even expect that in my body. So I just appreciate that you're willing to do this with me and that, you know, I can see the happy part in you too. And, and I appreciate you telling me about the anxiety. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that was a realistic encounter, right? Yeah. So many couples would miss each other here Mm -hmm. for good reason. Your joy would be squashed by my fear. Yes. I couldn't be there for you, and therefore you couldn't be there for me in my fear, and we would just miss each other. And that just happens thousands and thousands of times. No wonder why the distance increases. Right, right. But because we were more tactical here, we got a little bit of help to just be ready for. I can still be there for you in your excitement mm-hmm. and still make room for my fear. And how was that for you? I felt drawn almost into the vulnerability of the partner just like first the match like appreciating my efforts that felt great and then the revelation of that there were these anxieties inside that I didn't know about that kind of were blocking him from fully being with me but the fact that he told me we were together I mean him just saying it out loud I felt attuned and he said it softly he said it vulnerably And I felt like, you know, first he said the kids, but then he slipped in this little bit about, I'm afraid I'm not going to be aroused, which my ears heard as maybe more central, but less easy to talk about. And so then he went a little further with that. And that was really good. So even though it wasn't as excited as I would have, you know, the passionate throw me up against the wall, can hardly wait, baby. You know, it it was still like we were connected. So that felt great. Yeah. And you did a great job of matching. It could have been easy for you to mismatch and stay Mm -hmm. positive and be like, come on, honey, you'll always perform well. You don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about it. You're pretty terrific. I think you're like, and Mm -hmm. you would have stayed in that rah, rah kind of encouragement place. Mm -hmm. I would have just tucked away and hid then those fears. Sure. 
right? So uh-huh. you had to shift from this positive affect to a more vulnerable affect, right? right? And that's what a beautiful dance is. That's what attunement is, mm-hmm. right? We got to be able to pivot and move with each other and follow each other's lead at different points. So that, that's about as hard as it gets for a couple. You're going from positive affect to fear and vulnerable affect, and yet we were there for each other in it. Yeah, that was, that was great. George, one place I think people miss each other is the shame and disgust emotion, and that happens so commonly in sex, but I think we need to do a whole episode on it. Okay. Um, let's, let's do that coming up. I really want people to get how to match each other there and how to take themselves into vulnerability so it resolves better. Because yeah, it is kind of the worst sort of injury when we make a suggestion to our partner and we see fear and disgust on their face. It's like, oof. Exactly. Um, yeah. Well, I like it. We covered sadness. We covered some fear. We covered positive. We will do shame and disgust. Right? What do we leave it out here? It's <laughs> anger. Sometimes anger. Again, how do we match that sexually where somebody does get frustrated because maybe they were shut down or not responded to. And instead of that person getting super defensive, like how do we just like the toilet bowl seat? Say, yeah, I get that must suck if you have this big plan and you thought about it and you're thinking about the movie and the pizza and all this stuff and I'm just not interested. Like that frustration, that protest, like I get that. I'd be frustrated too. Like how do we just start giving our partner permission for their emotions? <laughs> it's just, there's no choice in them. It's just our body giving us signals. And the more the partner can get that, the quicker it is going to get into places of repair. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us. Again, the five primary emotions are joy, fear, anger, sadness, and shame, disgust is kind of one area. What would we like them to do, George? We would like them to just make these faces to each other and figure out which ones are they really comfortable with, they feel pretty fluid with, and which ones are like a foreign language. Because if you can figure out which the difficult ones and, and come up with a plan for improving, you're going to see your levels of engagement really increase. Yes. So try this out with each other. Make those faces. Thanks for listening. Keep it all of five of those emotions. <laughs> hey, don't forget to check out uberlube.com with the coupon foreplay. It really helps us to support the podcast and keep delivering free content. Thanks so much. Call in your questions to the Foreplay Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, PLAY. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by Foreplay Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.